Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights this podcast, Unshaken, our blog called Planted, our mom-to-mom ministry aimed at encouraging mothers in the work they do, and also our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. There is so much good content on these socials, you are not going to want to miss it, so go follow them today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox. It helps us out, and it also helps you out because you get notifications of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about an episode. Or maybe you just want to tell me about something that you heard on an episode and how it impacted you. Finally, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's jump right into our episode today. All right, let's get going with today's episode. It is going to be a great one. There is so much that we're going to talk about and so much that's actually really super practical. Today's episode is called Some Helpful How-Tos. These are just how-to things that maybe you've heard about before or maybe you haven't, but we're hopeful to help you today. The first one we're going to talk about is weddings and then we're going to chit-chat about baby registries, both those registries. And, um, you know, even if you're not in that season, it's good to listen to. You might be at one point. Or maybe you're going to be like the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom or the mother-in-law or whatever, and it's good to hear from a different perspective. We're also going to chit-chat a little bit about how to have a whole bunch of people in your house um, from someone who has had a whole bunch of people in her house. So let me introduce you today to my friend and co-host, Sharon Arndt. I am so glad that you're here to chit-chat today. We could talk about these things. We could talk all day, I think. Um, But today will kind of be a verbal Pinterest board. That's what I'm going for. All right. That sounds good. Thanks for having me, Julie. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's good. You've been on before quite a few times. We've chit-chatted. You were with us through some of our feminology, and we actually talked about, I don't remember what the title was now, which is bad, but it was something related to fun things that we could do. Oh, yeah. Remember that? We talked about that. I think we tagged it on at the end of an episode. Yeah, it was good. So I, I think we have a lot we could talk about. And so I think let's just start with... A question, what is, because I think sometimes, well, okay, I'm going to reveal that I'm 48. I've revealed that so many times on this podcast. And sometimes when you're 48, you, you think you don't need to learn anything new. So mm-hmm. Sharon, what is something that you have just started that you wish you had done all your life? Okay, well, do I have to say how old I am? No, you don't okay. have to. <laughs> well, I'm older than Julie. Okay. <laughs> I'm 55, I'll just tell you. So so anyway, yeah, you're never done learning. That's 100% true. So I was at my sister's house, and I found out she's holding out on me. Like, <laughs> we were there for lunch, and she pulled out this really cool kitchen gadget Ooh. for chopping vegetables. 
it was really, really cool. Wow. So I think it's even one of those infomercial things. Oh, you're kidding. You know, I don't think those ever work, but this one does. It was really cool. It's called the Vidalia Chop Wizard. This sounds like a commercial. Yeah, it but, does. <laughs> but it was so cool. So You could get I, two for $29.99, right? Well, I did order one, and I got another one for my oh. daughter that just oh, got married. Cool. So, yeah, it's super cool. So you can dice fruits and vegetables, and it's real quick, and you just chop it. So, like, I use it for making my salads, whatever's in my fridge, eggs, meat, cheese, vegetables, and then you just dump it on your salad. It's really super cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And you know what? Um, it's kind of fun because it just came around naturally. Yes. To learn about it. Yeah. Okay. So something that I have, I don't really do this, but it kind of, I just learned this from my daughters. Okay. And that is that you can take an ice cube tray and freeze your old coffee. Oh. And then you can throw it in when you have like that super hot cup and you really want iced coffee. But instead you're getting, you're freezing coffee in ice cubes and it doesn't dilute your coffee. Ooh, so, that's a so really there you go. good idea. And they bought some that were like pumpkin shaped. And so oh. it, it looks cute. But <laughs> anyway, fun. I didn't do that. I would just use my traditional yeah. cuber. I don't even have a cuber anymore, like a thing. I just have one in the fridge. So, okay, um, okay we're going to divide today's episode into kind of three separate segments. Sharon and I, I'm going to add some of my thoughts. But Sharon has mm-hmm. a lot of good thoughts and some good tips for each section. So I think we should just start with registries. That's kind of like our first, really it's two parts. Um, so I guess my question, Sharon, to start off with is, should a young woman or any woman who's getting married have a registry? I mean, is that actually a godly thing to say, I want all these things? It might, it seems kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. Why, why would anybody do that? Do you think it's important? Well, yes, I think a registry is a great idea. And you have to remember, not everyone uses the registry when they purchase gifts sure. for you. But I think the majority of the people do nowadays. Yeah. And I think it's more practical than selfish to make a registry. So a registry is really helpful so you don't end up with 20 cookie sheets or right. 50 towels you know, that are ugly and you don't like. You or, th- know, or four crockpots. Yeah, exactly. One of us in the room might have gotten four crockpots for her wedding. (laughs) Although I think I would use four crockpots. Yeah, I would now, but then I was like, oh, another crockpot. Yes. So I had a registry. Um, I already revealed my age, so (laughs) it was really archaic. Like when I was married. Did you have to write it on a notebook pad? Well, (laughs) like we didn't have cell phones. There was no internet. Sure. We had no barcodes. You know, I'm feeling really old right now. Yeah. And even computer documents weren't really a thing. And they would print off your oh. registry on a dot matrix printer. Yeah. So some people do you are, know what that is? I do. Okay. I do remember that because I do remember that like when I was a kid. Yeah. People had those. And I'm not that much younger than you. <laughs> but and all the young people listening will be like, what is it? They're going to have to go Google a dot matrix printer because yes. it connected. It was all connected. Yes. So here's what I remember about that, how cool that paper was because you could draw on it. You could. And it was connected. But okay. Yes. So, so you did have a registry. I had a registry. Yeah. I, I had a registry. Tr- also, when I got married, it we used a scanner and okay. we would just go through like, I think I was, t- I registered at Target yeah. and we clicked and it all ended up right on my paper, which was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, John, right around the time I got married, he got married too. And my brother is a little bit of a jokester. And so he decided that he would register for 40 bags of Snickers. 
<laughs> and so every gift my sister-in-law opened at her shower had a bag of Snickers in it. I think he got all of the bags of Snickers. That it was is funny. hilarious. It was fun, though. That's okay, so, hilarious. you know, Sharon, one of the reasons we did this is we, we at our church in particular, we just have a lot of people who get married. Yeah. And a lot of young people that are getting married. And it's good to kind of think about this stuff. So um, what are some good principles when you're going to go make a registry? Okay. So, like you said, it's that one time in your life you can just click, 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 and it costs yeah. you nothing, like everything you would like to have. And I think it's wise to put more on your registry than is reasonable that you're going to receive. Sure. So it gives it gives your guests plenty of choices and covers all spending budgets. So some people might only be able to buy a $20 gift and other people might buy you a $200 right. gift. So you want to have a wide range. You know, I, I will actually, I'm going to stop here. This is called, okay. we're going we're gonna to go back and forth here. I actually would recommend it a little differently. So that's really? funny. Okay. I would um, say to put on a smaller registry, okay. um, put on the things you really want. I remember telling my niece or my, uh, my niece this and my son this. Put your, you know, put on the things you really want. Think about what's most important. I had a, a woman that I went to her. I didn't really know her very well. And she had um, her registry. I went in to get it. And um, the lady said, oh, you're you're coming for the registry for, and she named her name. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I just was, I can't find it on the computer. She said, just a second. And she pulled out, I think it was like a half inch thick pad of paper. Oh, and wow. it was this woman's registry because I think she registered for, I don't know, 700 items. It was well, way over the top. Now, Sharon, I know you don't think that someone's going to register for 700 items when you said what you said. I think it's good. But I think there's two sides to it. Yeah. You know, like I, if you true. if you over register, then you might get that one set of plates, but you don't get the other side. Yeah. That's you know, you true. might not get all of them. But I, I think we have we're probably the same in it. Mm hmm. So back back when I got married, the only places that did registries were like department stores, sure. you know, Dillard's or Macy's. Now there's stores, you can go to Target, Ikea, Bed Bath & Beyond, Crate & Barrel. There's just so many places yeah. you can register. So when you think about, I mean, every couple that gets married is unique. And, sure. And they want different things. So my daughter... And her new husband, they registered for lots of games. That's fun. You know, games can be expensive. Yes, they're like $40. Yeah, they're so, and that's what they like to do. Someone else might want camping equipment or a picnic table. And you may never use a KitchenAid mixer because you don't bake. So don't get one if you're not going to use it just because everyone else gets a right. KitchenAid. Yeah, know? and don't be pressured into it, right? By every, yeah. all your girlfriends saying, yeah. oh, did you register? What color? KitchenAid, did you get, you know? Yeah. So. There are lots of cool colors. Yes, I have there to say. are. Yeah. So then when you think about, you know, plates, I think it's good to get white or neutral plates. Yep. I agree. You know, they're timeless. Yep. If you get big flower, colorful designs that are kind of weird colors, they're going to be dated quickly. Yes. And so if you have neutral plates, you can add different napkins or placemats, and that changes up the way your table looks and you can just start basic and add things from there. Yeah, and then those, I mean, I have the set of plates I got my first year. Well, maybe not my first. I didn't get them for my wedding, but I got them shortly after my wedding at, a, at Christmas. Mm -hmm. I got a set of white plates. Yeah. I still have them. I yeah. still use them. Yeah. So I think that's wise. And then 
I just went to Hobby Lobby yesterday and everything's 75 percent off so like I have napkins I can use right you know they're really cheap if you get them on sale yep that's right so um even for bath towels you know if you pick trendy colors they're going to be Right. All my mauve bath towels I registered for are now car towels. I mean, they probably would be anyway because they're worn out, but they're mauve. just ugly. I haven't heard the mauve. word mauve in they're forever. Mauve. That's what I got when I got married. I don't even know that mauve is a word anymore, but it it's is. It's like ugly pink yes. color. So stick with white and add color other ways, and you can bleach white towels. Yes. Huh. So then, you know, as you th- as you think about kitchen items, keep in mind what your goals are. As a married couple, is hospitality important to you? So you sh- you know get some serving sure. platters, some big pans, so you can host big groups in your home. Sure, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then like plates and bowls that stack easily and they're not like fragile or bulky. Right. You talked about plates. Is it Corel? That's what I have. I or, I have some Corel, and then I yeah. have another. I think they're like the cheapo Gibson brand, but they've been yeah. around a long time. They're great. Yeah. You can stack, you know, a lot of yes. them and they don't take up a lot of space. Yeah, I have some Corel. They're lovely. Yeah. Um, so like a four quart Instapot is probably big enough for you and your husband, but maybe a six or eight quart one will be better for hosting and down the right. road, you know, and then if God blesses you with children, you're going to want a bigger Right. Instapot. You really need a bigger one. Yes. Yeah. I have a 12 quart one. I could bathe my... <laughs> grandchildren in it it's huge but I need it I'm sorry that image was hilarious of you of you cleaning a child in there I haven't but I could if I wanted I'm so glad to know because if you invite me over for dinner I might be wondering (laughs) what's going on um so as you create your registry look down the road you know 10 or 15 years yeah what you'll need and then I think a big thing would be just ask ask other seasoned wives that what they use the most yeah. You know, like my Dicer thing, get that. I think you'll love it if right. if you're registering. Yeah, and if you're if you're a person who likes to cut up veggies, yeah. like some people are, you know, they just do different things, you know. I remember someone registering for an ice cream maker. Yeah. And I thought, that's a waste of a gift, but you know what? They use it like all the time. Yeah, it's so, fun. Yeah. So So do you have a favorite kitchen gadget? Um yeah, this is a weird one, though. Um, I just actually put my Keurig away for a while and just got a traditional coffee pot. I was just, okay. like, going back to the old-fashioned, but I really love my baby tongs. Oh, yes. They're, I love those. They're really, it seems so stupid. They were, like, a dollar or $2 at Walmart. I use them all the time. They're so cute. They're cute, and they're just easy for anyone to grab things, and they mm-hmm. fit in my drawers. Yeah, So much better than my gigantic, bulky tongs. So I love those. I don't know. I think they're perfect. They come in fun colors, too. I know. So actually, I was just at Hobby Lobby. They had those. <laughs> they did. In fall colors. In fall colors. Yes. They're great. That's funny. I love them. Okay. So, Sharon, you know, one of the things that we do need to always think about is in the big picture. I love the things you brought out as you talked about how we don't all need to be registering like for the same thing, right? Yeah. And maybe um, maybe we need to be thinking about what we really need. What is like, what are our goals as a mm-hmm. family? So what are some things that a woman should avoid when she is registering for all the goodies? All right. Well, you already said what I was going to say. Avoid getting what everyone else oh, gets. yes. <laughs> so it might not be the right thing for you, you yeah. know? Um, so I think it's wise to look at registries of others to get ideas and yet only get the things that you need and that you will use. 
Right. So. Here's a little secret. I don't have a KitchenAid. You don't? I don't. (gasps) Wow. But I have have survived. Or a bread machine? I do have a bread machine. I don't make bread too often. Okay. But if I I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So. We don't, you and don't look, have to you have survived. One. I know. You don't need one. <laughs> um, and like I said, avoid trendy items that will be useless in a few years. So Julie, for me, picking a pattern for China and stemware was a huge part of my registry. Did you yeah. register for China? I did not. Okay. I think I was a little bit behind you in that, and they weren't pushing it as much. Okay. Well, But I've, they did push it a lot. Yeah, they did. So I really didn't need it. So... I mean, you know this, the listeners don't. I have 11 children. Yes. So <laughs> busting out China is not practical or it's not wise either. It's funny to think about. <laughs> I know. And plus my China only has eight settings. Right. So so like all my China and stemware is in boxes collecting dust in my basement right now. Mm. So avoid registering for things that are so fragile and breakable that if and when they break, you're going to have a meltdown. Right. Hey, I wonder if any of that is worth anything. You should uh, pull it out and see. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I could sell it. I don't know. On eBay or something. Yeah. Buy your sa- yourself some KitchenAid up section, you know, things that you use on it. <laughs> That's right. So a few a few years ago, I, I got some really cool glass pitchers on clearance. Ooh. Like breakable. Ooh. Oh. So they were so pretty, and I thought my kids were old enough to handle them, you know, like they'd be okay not breaking them. So I brought them home, and I was so excited. I showed them to my husband, and he just kind of gave me a side glance, <laughs> oh, knowing no. they're not going to survive. Right. So guess what? He was right. <laughs> so, Score for Mike. <laughs> yeah. So within a few months, they were both shattered. Hmm. And the last one went down when it slipped out of my hands in the sink. Oh, I wow. Broke it. And my entire family breathed a sigh of relief. Oh, <laughs> It was like those glass pitchers were putting my family on edge, and they were all fearful of being the one to drop or break them. Wow. So now we're back to plastic, ugly pitchers. They're not pretty, but they're practical. Well, there are some pretty ones out there, but I do know what you mean. Glass is beautiful. Yeah. But it's just a time and a place, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to I mean, I suppose you could just bring out those glass when you have guests over. Yeah. But then you have to store them in the meantime. And that's the other factor that I think is... Is doesn't hard. work. Um, okay, so Sharon, you know, here we're kind of talking about all the things that a woman uses. Mm-hmm. Oh, we talked a lot about a KitchenAid already, or yeah. we've talked about all kinds of things. But what about a man? Does he have a place? Does the husband have a place in um, making decisions about what goes on the registry? And should he? Oh, 100%. I think he should. It's such a good opportunity for him to get some basic tools or outdoor items and even yard tools. Um this wasn't really something we did. I don't know if no, you guys did. No, I don't remember my husband ever putting anything in our registry. No, but now I think it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. So typically, you know, you're setting up a home and you think about all the things you need. Right. It's so expensive. Yes. Rakes and shovels and hoses and sprinklers and it just goes on and on. Yeah. So a registry is a really good way to get the, the things you'll need. So when we got married, we had some friends they got us a picnic table oh wow yeah it was a really good idea it was very practical and we hadn't registered for it we didn't even know we needed a picnic table but we used that thing till it fell apart it was great Mm. it was a really good gift yeah that's interesting I actually got that's funny that you bring up picnics um I actually got two gifts 
They were both picnic baskets. Okay. And one of them was hand painted and it was beautiful. And it had oh, wow. all, a little set for two that were glass plates and bowls and stuff inside of it, which I never used. Okay. You know, it was a, a very romantic yes. kind of a gift. Feed and then Bill grapes. <laughs> I know. Oh, right. Sitting underneath a tree yeah. by the river. And, um, you know, it, it was great. And then the other one was a nice little picnic basket, but I ended up using it to store like yarn or a blanket mm-hmm. underneath, you know, a, a, like a cabinet because you don't really take picnic baskets places. Yeah. You know, so it's just interesting. Some of those gifts, um, it is nice to have a registry because you might get things like that you wouldn't normally think of. Yeah. But are helpful. Yeah. Um, I do say that we had our, one of the things we got was camping items, which is kind of under the man category, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. But I loved those. We got some of the, and I, we still use the pokers and the camp pie makers today. Wow. All the time. I still have them in my camper and I got them for my wedding and they were really, really helpful. Hmm. That's cool. All right. So I guess we've decided what registries are good. Wedding registries. So. Yep. Yep. So um, get some, I loved your thought about getting wisdom from seasoned women, seasoned wives. Yeah. That's a good idea. And you know what? It might even be a good idea to reach out to a seasoned wife. Maybe it is your mom. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a mother-in-law or maybe it's a another woman in your life and say, hey, can you go through this with us a little bit? What are we missing? Yes. That's or a what great idea. makes sense not to buy? Because mm-hmm. there are sometimes things you could put on a registry and you think it might be easier if we just purchase that ourselves later yeah. on, whatever. Yeah. All right. True. What about um, babies and registries? Because, you know, usually they're is an importance to get a registry for when you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a shower. So what are some principles that are helpful for that expecting mama to think about when she is getting ready to put her registry together? All right. Well, you and I both know that there are so many things you could get for a baby. Yes. And there's some things maybe you might not even need to get. So I think you need to evaluate your space. You know, if you're living in a tiny apartment or tiny studio apartment yeah yeah some of this stuff you might not need so usually your firstborn baby comes when you're newly married and you might be in a apartment or a first house a smaller house and there are literally hundreds of baby items but do you really need all of them that's a very good point to think about so so you never had a kitchen aid julie but i never had a changing table wow did you have a changing table I did for the first two or three kids, and then I got rid of it. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just changed diapers on the floor, and I yeah. didn't think it was useful to me. Yeah. And our space was tight with our first baby, so I didn't have room for a changing table. So I just kept diapers and wipes you know, under a table. Could use your picnic basket for diapers there you and go. wipes. See, Re- we could connect all it. this. Yes. And then you, know, you think about swings, high chairs, bouncy seats, exercisers. They take up a lot yeah, of space. They do. And a lot of those are only useful for a few months. Like an yep. exerciser, you know, two or three months yeah. and then they're crawling and it's not useful. So you really need to consider what is actually necessary. Right. And again, we talked about, you know, talking to seasoned talk to seasoned moms that yeah. have kids. Like you had a changing table, but then you got rid of it. So yep. talk to a mom that has, you know, right. a few more kids and more experience. And they'll help you sort out, you know, what, what you, you need. need. That's a really good point. I um, I actually got for a baby 
shower one of those johnny jump up things you put in the doorway oh yeah and i thought oh this is gonna be great i'm gonna use this thing all the time but yeah. it didn't fit really well on our door jar you know the jam yeah. up there yeah it didn't fit well i was afraid it was gonna come down mm-hmm. and then it was hard because i lived in an old house at the time and the doors were really skinny it just didn't work yeah and i remember giving it away you know because mm. i'm sorry to whoever bought that for me <laughs> Oh, no. If you're listening, I'm sorry. But the truth is, I just didn't use it. Yeah. But I do know some women who use it all the time. Yep. Did you use a Johnny jump up thing? I did that, but my grandson does and he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it just depends. Yeah. But I also loved the extra saucer yes. concept thing. And I did buy that and we did use that a lot. But of course, as long as you have a place to store the stuff, yeah. which is what your initial point was. Mm-hmm. Do you um, need to have a baby registry for a baby shower? I mean, can't you just say, buy me whatever? <laughs> well, I think registries are helpful. I mean, you could say that, wouldn't you? you that would be fun to watch what you'd get. Yeah, that's right. You'd have a bunch of exercisers and what are you going to do with them all? Right. Oh, man. So what are some good things that you could, you should put on a registry for a baby? Well, a crib, obviously car seat and you know most people have a couple cars so a couple bases that fit the same car seat is probably not a bad idea um a stroller i know like there's such a wide range of strollers yes my daughters i'm like how much did you pay for that stroller like it's crazy i guess you have to figure out what kind of stroller and again talk to a seasoned mom you know yep i know my stroller i could never like click in a infant car seat so I say to wake up my baby. Oh, that's a you pain. know. So now yeah, I, those are things that you could ask a seasoned mom. Yeah, what is important? Right, 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 right. And now they have bassinets that attach the strollers. That's crazy. You know, if yeah. you have a sleeping baby, um, you always need onesies. Yep, that's helpful. Bottles, diapers, wipes, clothes. I guess clothes. It's good to register for a wide range of sizes. Yeah. So you don't end up with your kid won't wear all these zero right. three month clothes like they grew out of them and you're like oh they never yep. wore this I was um when I had one of my kids I was working at a church as the children's director over the children's ministry and when you're working at a church you get a lot of gifts when you have a baby yeah so I had my daughter and I got 43 to six month outfits 40 whoa and so I remember taking as many back as I could because literally she would have worn them twice yeah. each you know yeah. what I mean so Wow. It is good to to register for different things. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, blankets, baby toys, books. I love baby books. Yeah. And those carry through yes. from baby to baby books if you have great. more than one child. Now, one of the things that I think um, is important to think about, Sharon, in all of this, both wedding and baby registries, mm-hmm. is because these are really fun and exciting times, but there is in everything we do, sin. So. Yeah. How does sin creep into these these sorts of um, of lists, wish lists that we make? How does sin creep in there? Or maybe maybe does it even creep in there? Well, I would say yes, it does. <laughs> um, and off the top of my head, this can be a very long list, a very long list. You know, I think about jealousy, hmm. discontent, ungratefulness, greediness, covetousness did i miss any i, I think that <laughs> those are major ones those are major i don't know if you, you can think of any more those are the ones that i think of off the top of my yeah. head 
so we can become focused on earthly things and lose focus on what is really important. There's so many sins that can creep in and sometimes we don't even recognize them. Yeah. You know, so as I said before, register for what works for you and what fits in your space. We can become discontent when we register for a huge KitchenAid and we don't have the counter space to store it. Right. Or that cool cabinet where you open it and then it yes. pops up. That's what I want. No, I'm just teasing. I, I was going to do that when I did my kitchen. and <laughs> It was literally like 2000 Yeah, it's not it worth ridiculous. it. Like, yep. I'll, I will not do that. I'll just lift it out of the, exactly. the bottom cabinet. Yes. Disappointment and ungratefulness can creep in when we don't receive everything we registered for. Yeah. And we can become discontent with our homes when all of our new things magnify the fact that the kitchen is an ugly color with fa wood formica countertops. <laughs> this might be a personal experience. <laughs> or the bathroom is not updated and has ugly pink ceramic yes. tile. I can relate to that statement. Yeah, we both have. This is coming straight from we have experience The real here. thing. <laughs> yes. Um, so we may be envious of our friend with a cute put together home when we're starting out yeah. in an apartment. Yep. Jealousy can arise when we see a baby that always has a bow on her head and matching socks. Yeah. And bitterness and ungratefulness can easily take up residence in our hearts if we compare and measure ourselves against friends or even virtual people on social media. Yes. Yeah. That is so true, Sharon, because I think that is a very easy place to compare. Yes. Because it's actually in our own homes that we're looking at our social media yeah, and we're, we're scrolling or following famous, you know, influencers mm -hmm. and how they live their lives. And boy, that is really an important thing to think about. All of those sins are, yeah. it's interesting. Those sins are that you mentioned, jealousy, discontent, ungratefulness, greediness, covetousness. They're not just in the ways we think they creep in all over. Yes, and so do. it might be in how we our body image, we mm -hmm. might have those sins show up. It might be in our husband where we begin to become jealous of someone else's husband yeah. and what they do. We really need to be aware and be thinking, am I struggling with a sin? Mm -hmm. And and prayerfully ask God to show you that. Yes. And repent of it. Yes. You know, and be yes. willing to work on it. And if we are alongside of our sisters in Christ, we should be helping them through that. Yes. That's exactly. a good thing. Yeah. Okay, Sharon, that was really helpful in the area of registries, but let's switch gears and let's talk about hosting big gatherings. Because right. you know what? It is um, the Thursday before Thanksgiving and, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot coming up. We got Thanksgiving, we got Christmas. I don't know. Do you do anything for New Year's? Day. Um, it's not pretty really low key. Okay, well, we still have lots of things to plan yes, for. Yes, we do. And um, we have to host all these large gatherings. So I think I'll give you a topic. Okay. 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 And you give me your best tips. Okay. And I might throw in a few of my own. Okay. Okay, okay let's start with food because every holiday event has to have food. That's right. So tell me a little bit about how you go about this. Okay, so planning food for Thanksgiving and Christmas comes pretty easy for me. Do you guys do the same thing every year? We yes. pretty much do. Yes. Yeah. So we don't veer far from the classics. So, you know, turkey, green bean casserole, cranberries, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing, pumpkin, and apple pie. Uh, yum. That's pretty much the menu. Yeah. Am I Is invited over for that yeah, menu? Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome to come over. I would love to have you. Yes. Um, 
I think a really important thing in the area of food is making lists yes. ahead of time. I think in in general with having people over, making lists is helpful that you can go back and reference and keep looking and actually making lists you could use again next year, like maybe making it a Google Doc. Yeah. I have some of those lists that I've used and, you know, activity lists. What are you going to do when you have people over? Mm-hmm. And lists about groceries, mm-hmm. lists about you know, my sister-in-law has, draws a picture and on it she puts circles and they stand for everything on her table. Mm. And she writes down everything in those little boxes and that just helps her visualize yeah. how big and what her table is going to look like. I think that's good. I think, how, how, how early do you start planning for a big event? Well, I've started even, you know, a couple weeks before, okay. I would say. Okay. Just, thinking about what I need, writing it down. Yeah. Google Doc is a really good idea. Yeah, I think it, it's... You know, four to six weeks of yeah. thinking, planning yeah. ahead. Um, what about um, specific things for food? What about some specific things you might do? Okay. These are just little tips. Like, um, so my turkey, I don't know about you, but turkey's dry. Yes. All the yes. time. Yes. Gross. So I found this brine that I use. It's on all recipes. I'm like a commercial today. I guess you are. <laughs> it's called Out of This World Turkey Brine. Okay. And... It makes the turkey phenomenal. Nice. It's very juicy. I'll have to try so, that. So I did that one year, and now I have to do it every year. Every year. Because it works great. And then here's another thing. I never peel my mashed potatoes mm. or potatoes. Do you peel yours? Um, I actually don't usually make mashed potatoes. You don't? Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. because I go somewhere for, for oh, Thanksgiving, gotcha. and so I don't usually volunteer for that. I get other things, but. Okay. So so I, I just cube them, and... Um, cook them and then I mix them in my KitchenAid oh sorry Julie you don't I don't have a KitchenAid <laughs> okay this doesn't apply to you um well if you ever decide to get one most of the peels stick to the paddle thing when you're oh, mixing it very so, cool yeah so there's maybe a few left but I've always done it this way my kids think it's kind of strange when there's no peels oh so, right right it saves me a lot of time because I'm usually making oh. 15 to 20 pounds of potatoes. So. And, and that right there is why I don't like making mashed potatoes because you usually have to peel them. Yeah, and I don't. So, yeah. That's awesome. There you go. So, usually I cut the potatoes. You can do it ahead of time and soak them in water mm-hmm. overnight and then even cook and mash them ahead of time. Not too far ahead because they get nasty. But So, then you're not doing it when people are arriving. That's a very it's good ready idea. to go. I, I do make make-ahead mashed potatoes in a 13 by 9 pan oh. with cream cheese in them. That sounds good. And they are very good, and you can freeze the whole pan. Oh. So I've done that before where I've done it, because that's my my problem, is doing it that morning yeah. when you're taking care of everything else. So, yes. so, so looking for time-saving tips ahead, recipes that you can do some of it ahead is a good, a good tip, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. And, yeah, prepping as much as I can the day before – or early the day of the event. Sure. Just helps me yeah. a lot. Um, and if I'm really on top of things, well, you said this with your, was it your sister-in-law? sister-in-law? Yeah. Like putting sticky notes on the dishes. So then people arrive, how can I help you? You can say, yep. okay, put, do the cranberries in this dish. Or, you yeah. know, so then you can just direct them and it's already there. They know what they can do to help. Yeah. And put out your baby tongs. My baby tongs that I got for yes. 75% yes. off. Perfect. <laughs> So I keep a list of things that need to be finished, you know, so then people say, what can I do? Okay, we can cut the bread or pour the ice water or get the cranberries. We just like do the can and plop them mm-hmm. in the 
dish. Yes, that's, yes, yes. So it looks like a can. Yes, that's what we do. Um, um, so then I can quickly delegate to sure. other people if they want to help. Because there's many times I forgot the cranberries, like if I wasn't working from a list. Right. So a list just helps me make sure I get everything and if you if you do have people come over, it is something that they want to do to help. Yeah. So it's nice. You're actually showing hospitality by saying, yes, come in my kitchen. Let's talk. You open the can of, mm-hmm. you know, cranberries and I'll work on the bread or whatever. Yeah. I think that's great. That's a great tip. Yeah. So as I said, I have 11 kids. So it's pretty easy for me to have well over 40 people wow. when I host usually. <clears throat> so... Instead of using my white corral plates, I do. Just, you even have forty white corral um, plates? I probably do. do okay. Pretty close. All right. Okay. Um, but anyway, I get my plates like last year's. I got them seventy five percent off for this year. Nice. And they're just pretty big, good sized plates, and they're decorative. They look pretty, and then it's just easier for cleanup, and it just saves me time, and I can actually sit down and talk to the right. guests. That's a great tip. Yeah. I think sometimes we get in the idea that we need to have everything on the table mm-hmm. be top notch. That's where you pull out all your glass. And you can do that, right? Yes, I mean, that'd can. be fine. Yeah. But to save on some of that stuff, it's helpful to have something you can throw away. Yes. Or yes. Uh, maybe maybe it's a matter of, you know, if you have kids, they, they can do the dishes while you're talking. I don't know. But it's nice. That's a good, that's a good tip. So I have... Like I get festive, you know, cloth napkins and I have napkin rings. So I'll set those on the table. Okay. You know, so it, yes, it still looks nice. But again, I don't have china for 40 people. Right. So I can't right. do that anyway. And then it's really fun if you have your kids make like place name tags. Oh, yeah. So fun. Um, or the kids can help fold napkins in a fancy way. Yep. I bet That's you could YouTube it. Yeah, you could. There's so many things. So we have these cute like turkey name tags that we made like a long time ago. Yep. So like they're made from like paint and my little fingerprints and <laughs> Google eyes. They're just really cute. Yes. So we pull those out every year. And that's adorable. I love that. And then a few years ago, I bought this huge white tablecloth. So every Thanksgiving, everybody signs it and writes oh, a that's something cool. that they're thankful for. Yeah, so it's fun to pull that out and look at past years and how the little traced hands have grown. Yes. And, and people that are added, you know, by marriage or birth. And that's just kind so, of a fun thing. So fun. That's an easy tradition and something that, and if you get stuff on it, you can say, you remember when Uncle Joe spilled yeah. his cranberry sauce right there and we couldn't yeah. get the stain out, you know? That's really cool. I love it. What a great idea. Okay, now, you know, we have this table set in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And we have all this food prepared. Who are we going to invite, Sharon? Who are some people that we should invite to our holiday gatherings? Well, family. Okay, that's good. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. So typically family. Um, and especially around the holidays, I try to keep in mind those those people that have family out of town. Sure. Or those that may have lost someone close yes. the past year. Holidays can be really hard for them, um, and they might be alone. So I try to include them. Sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. You know, sure. But it's good to have them. Um, so friends, neighbors, even my kids have invited some coworkers at times. That's cool. Yeah, 
And my son invited the waitress from a restaurant last year. (laughs) She didn't have anywhere to go, so he invited her. She didn't show up, but the invitation is worth something, you know? Yes. And my kids know that they're always welcome to invite friends or people they run into sure. that don't have a place to go. Yeah, that's really good. Um, you know, it's it's easy to forget those the people that don't have family. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're blessed, Sharon, where we have family we have extended family that lives near us. Yeah. We both have relatively large families and our kids are growing up and you know, I mean we're we have a lot of people. Yeah. But some people do. don't. Yeah. And that's a really good plan. Mm-hmm. I will say in my family, um I'm going to call it the large family blues because Bill and I both have really big families and all the kids and we get together every year and you get too many people. Yeah. And I think there's something about saying you can invite people and be hospitable year round. Yeah. You don't just have to wait until Christmas. That's a great time to do it or Thanksgiving, but you can do something on the day before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving even. Yeah. Um, And I think you're right. It's the invitation that's really helpful to people to be invited and know they were welcome. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about children? What should we do with all these kids? <laughs> oh, man. Well, children are a blessing, right? Yes, they are. They are. And sometimes they make messes. And sometimes they break glass pitchers. <laughs> although I do. You did it. <laughs> I know. So as you think about kids, it's wise they have little cups and plates that they can manage. You know, like yeah. you don't want a little kid drinking out of a huge cup and they're going right. to spill it. You right. know. So I have stacks of those little cups and plates. You know, you get them from Ikea. Yeah. Like a couple I, bucks. You probably have those I do. too. I have some of those. Um, a few height. I have a couple high chairs at my house. That's really helpful for little kids. And that'll help contain spills or messes. You yes. Know, that they make. Um, also planning a few games or yes. fun things for the kids. And that's going to prevent them from just running around, you know, chaotically. <laughs> Because kids will do that if they have nothing to do, right. you know. And right. then, you know, if you have older kids, you can even put them in charge. Hey, why don't you think of a fun game to do with the kids? That's a great and idea. kind of like doing that. Take over that. And that's Give cool. them responsibility. <coughs> do you remember the year right before Easter, we played Easter Jeopardy, Sharon? Oh, yes. It was so fun. We played it over and over and over that week. Yeah. And my kids loved it. And it was just great. It was it, very fun. It was, and that was something, I actually played that with my family that year at Easter. Yeah. Because it's an easy thing to do. And I think it's good to have some kind of a group thing that you do. It doesn't have to be like three hours long. We're not talking, you know, like playing Ticket to Ride for yes. hours or Monopoly yeah. until, you know, you finally win. Yeah. But something fun where you're interacting different ages, I think that's a really good thing. My yeah. family does this all the time. My brother kind of started it with a family baseball game. I think it was kickball. And we okay. all wore baseball shirts. I'm not even a baseball fan. But it was really fun. That is fun. Uh, we've played Kahoot. And I don't know. Do you know what Kahoot oh, is? Oh, yes. That is super we've fun. We've played Kahoot. And my kids loved it. And yeah. and they knew it more than I did because I never play it. Yeah. And my other sister-in-law did a turkey shootout, which was truly just, you know, turkeys all over the house and used Nerf guns to shoot and get oh, them. Oh, that's And fun. it was really fun. And everybody, it was, you know, the sky's the limit on some of those fun yeah. things. And they're planning ahead and getting one little thing you could do as a group is cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a really good idea. Um, so I have a bunch of toys in my basement, but I'm not going to send all the kids down there because there's a workshop. You know, just other yes. stuff I don't want them to get into. So I usually try to bring up a few different types of toys. 
Yeah. You know, for different ages. Um, and then as you think about the kids, I think it's important to be mindful of the other people that you yeah. have in your home. You know, older guests, they're not used to having kids right. you know, running around and they might get a little anxious about that. Um, I try to connect the older people with the younger sure. kids. You know, it's just kind of fun to watch them interact with each other. And I know my kids have been, it's just been great, like, when older people in our home and and they take time to talk with yes. them. I know you've talked about that before. Yeah, that it's huge. And they develop relationships mm-hmm. with these. It's just kind of a really cool thing. Yep. So, and you need to have clear boundaries and expectations. Okay. So I think that helps prevent chaos. So, like, I said the downstairs, we're not going to go down there because there's too much to get into. And the upstairs at my house is the same. There's really nothing up there for kids to do. So you're on the main floor. Yeah, we're not going to go upstairs. And it's okay to say that, you know. And then along with that, if you're training your kids of what the ground rules are, they can help the kids. Sure. You know, if they know what's expected and lead the kids that are there I think that's great yeah yeah I I think this is I love when you talked about bringing toys out that fit for age levels Mm -hmm. this is not the time to bring out the loud toys that make a lot of noise right keep those down there and bring out maybe some things that are a little quieter maybe even things that you can you know like those um games that you can play where there's two people playing a game. I can't think of what I'm talking about. Although, oh, guess who? Yes. Things that are easy yeah. and take five minutes so that it helps kids to engage. I love that. And there's not a little, there's not a lot of little pieces everywhere. Like, yes. I wouldn't bring out all the Legos or, yes. you know, bigger yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's okay to leave some things away. Yes. Yeah, that's good. My sister-in-law always did this, like, little Thanksgiving snack, which is ridiculous because you're eating. Yeah. But it was more about the fun of sitting around the table and everybody making an Oreo turkey. Oh, with, that's fun. With little, um, you know, little candy, uh, candy corn. corn and pretzels for the feed. And it, you know, used frosting to put things together. I don't even think my kids really enjoyed eating it. It was just the fun of making it. And then it allowed me to sit and talk with my sister-in-laws mm-hmm. and my mom at the table. Yeah. It was just a, a little simple thing. And that's the, a good idea. the grandmas in the group got to help, you know, and it was yeah. fun. That's um, really, uh, another important thing, though, Sharon, because this sounds so lovely. Mm-hmm. I want to come to your house. Okay, <laughs> this sounds great. But here's the thing that happens. We have people we don't like at these events sometimes, or people that we disagree with, or people who want to talk about politics mm-hmm. at Thanksgiving, or people who want to complain about your green bean casserole, okay, yeah. you know, that you've slaved over. <laughs> what are we going to do with these people? What if we are, have to invite them into our home? <clears throat> well, Julie, we're called as Christians to be hospitable. So this includes inviting those that may rub us the wrong way at times. Hmm. And if you think about it, it's a great opportunity for us to overlook offenses and treat others the way we would want to be treated. Yeah. So when we're showing love to those that don't deserve, I'm putting it in air quotes, don't deserve yes. it. It's, that's the essence of our Christian duty. Hmm, that's good. Yeah. You know, um, last week on the podcast, we had Melina Smith talk about um, embracing in-laws. And really, it was way more than embracing your in-laws. It was embracing your extended family members. And it was mm-hmm. a great 
great podcast episode. She talked at our mom to mom ministry and it was really, really good. And I would encourage you if you haven't listened to that yet to go back and listen to that because it was really helpful to me as we think about all the different people and what God calls us for. These holidays are not just to show off our amazing plates. No. Oh, wait, that's because they're plastic or they're paper. <laughs> no, they're paper yeah. from Hobby Lobby. But it's not to show off our houses. It's yeah. to share the love of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, really, though, there's another question that I think of, and that is, what if you want a host sharing? There's mm-hmm. probably some women listening, and they're like, I can do this. Yeah. I'm ready. Let me sign up, right? Mm-hmm. But what if your husband doesn't want to? Hmm. That's a tough one. So... Okay. I left the tough ones for the end of the I podcast. Know. Why do I get this question? <laughs> I want to ask you some questions. So so we're called to honor God by honoring our husbands. Yeah. And hospitality in, in that situation may look different for you if your husband doesn't want to host. Okay. You know? Okay. So you can be hospitable by talking to the great aunt that no one ever talks to. Yes. Or you can get on the ground and play with the children, you know, when you're at grandma's house or your aunt's house. Um, you can have friends over for breakfast or lunch, you know, when your husband's at work, maybe. Right, right. Or you can meet friends at a park. And you, you just need to get creative and think outside the box. It might not look the same for you as it does right. for me. Or yours won't look the same as mine right, either. Right, So And that's okay. It is okay. Yeah, you know, hospitality doesn't just happen on holidays. Yep. We can be hospitable in, on June 2nd or February 26th or... <laughs> March 31st, you know, it doesn't even have to happen at your house. And we've talked about this on the podcast before that mm-hmm. hospitality can happen at a park. It can happen at a fast food restaurant or yep. your local library. I mean, invitations can be to anywhere. It's just be hospitable, right? Yep. Yep. So I, I think that is a really good point, though, Sharon, that you brought out is we are called to honor our husbands. Yep. So if our husband is not into this, mm-hmm. then we should honor him yep. and we should pray, right? Yes. That's probably the best thing we can do is pray yep. that God opens his heart, and then I love, you know, your point. Go talk to great Aunt Mabel. Come on. She doesn't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, but what if you are able to host and your husband's all for it, but your house is like, I don't know, 1,200 square foot, right? Or mm-hmm. or 900 square foot. Yeah. Um, that's basically a garage, I think. But what if it's really small and you have 25 people that you want to come and invite over? What do you, What do you do? Well, first of all, I don't think it's a given that everyone needs to sit at a table and have a chair. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe that's not the case. So adults could sit on couches. I don't think I'd put kids on couches. I guess okay. it depends on the age. Right. But um, kids can kneel down and eat around a coffee table. You yep. can cram a lot of kids in that way. Um, my daughter just purchased these folding benches, like the Lifetime brand. You Here know, we those. are. Back to the commercials. Sure. I know. Jeez. <laughs> a commercial for a Lifetime. I yes. should get endorsement. Yes. Um, but anyway, so they're they're long and they fold in half and you can easily see, you know, four adults. comfortably on these and they don't take up a lot of space to store them and their lifetime because they they last they last a lifetime so you could have these forever um and you can use them outside you know you can take them outside and use them they're just really cool i think i'm gonna have to buy some of those i borrow them from her now but i might have to buy some that's awesome so the point of hosting is being together and getting to know other people so, so don't let limited space or not enough chairs prevent you from hosting others. 
if you wait until you have the perfect table or enough chairs or the big enough space, you're yeah. never going to do it, you know? Right. So start hosting and watch God work in you and in your family. Yeah. It's glorious. Yeah, actually, I will say this. I got a new table a few years ago and I mean, I thought this is going to be great because I can host. And then I started to think, I don't want to have people sit at this table and mess it up. And I had <laughs> to like true. retrain my brain because I wanted, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I got the table so I can host. What am I doing? You know? So oh, that's really that's a good important to think if, you, if you've if you got kind of junky stuff, yep. you won't feel so bad if it gets, that's true. you know, messed up, you know? That's true. Or good. as you said, you can, you don't have to have, let kids take their knives into the table either. Yeah, you can have expectations. You can have boundaries. Yeah. Okay, so this conversation leads me to think about holidays and gifts because I think gifts is kind of a part of especially Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we might have like a birthday celebration or something, but what are some ideas of ways to give on a budget? Because sometimes it's hard yeah. to deal with it. You know, you you might have limited money to spend on each of your children. What does that look like for you? Do you have great websites that um, they give you free gifts that you can give to your children? No. <laughs> free gifts. No, I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> um, so, like, making or baking gifts can be cheap and fun. Yeah. You know? And Pinterest, of course, is full of ideas. Yes. Like, there's so much on Pinterest. Um, and, like, include your kids in making these. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Right. Pull them all in. Turn on some music. Yeah. Just have fun, you know? I like to sing, so we blast Christmas music. And or baking, we create great memories, you know. Yes. We get in the kitchen and start throwing flour everywhere, make a big mess. It's memorable. And you're making something for someone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, typically, if it's like cut out cookies, maybe I'll do those because, you know, kids lick the knives. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know if I get a cookie tray from you, Sharon. <laughs> I'll make them. I won't give you my kid ones, depending on their age. There's an age limit, right? Yes. Um. So... As far as buying gifts for our kids, we usually set a dollar limit. And so now, you know, when they get older, it's usually one gift because yep. they like expensive yes, things. Yes, yes. And then for our married kids, we usually just give them some money and usually have stocking stuffers yes. with some fun things yes. in them. And then my kids decided a few years ago that they'd rather get one really nice gift instead of like, you know, $15, $10 gifts. Right. Because if you have 11 kids and now there's in-laws, like if you buy for each of them, yep. that would that's a lot of money. So yep. so they draw names and they buy for each other. And this has really become like a highlight of our mm -hmm. Christmas. It's so fun watching them. They're so excited to give their gifts because they spent, you know, some yeah. money and they spent time thinking about it. And everyone is there. They come home for this exchange. It's just really fun. That's awesome. My my kids do the same thing. They tend to buy, um, they buy gifts that they would like. Yeah. And I think they take time to really think about the other person. Yeah. Sometimes they get some ideas, you know, like, you know, to their sister, to ask about the other sister. But yeah. it's really cool to see them really thinking. And I love that. Yeah. I do usually ask my kids what they like. What mm -hmm. are some things that you would like for Christmas? You know, give me a list of 10 things. And then I surprise them with the items that I'm going to buy. Yeah. Because I remember being a kid and getting things growing up that they didn't fit right or they really weren't your style. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to work with your kids on that. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. when, they're, when they're little, 
they pretty much like any toy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. as they get older, it's nice to respect those things, mm-hmm. but also keep some surprise in there. Yeah. That's, that's a what great I think. Idea. Yeah. I do know that one year we didn't have a lot of money, um, <clears throat> and we did three gifts per kid, and they were, one was useful. They were like the three wise man gifts. Okay. okay. One was useful, one was a needed item, and then okay. one was just pure fun. And um, I think that was a really easy way to go about it that year. That's so a really good idea. they were like, I remember some of the gifts were like $10 because we didn't have a lot of money, you mm-hmm. know, but it was an easy way. And we let every, all the kids, my kids know that's what was going on. And they were, they were fine with it. They didn't know yeah. any different, you know, that's cool. Um, okay. What about extended family? Um, do you give gifts to like well, all your extended family? No, as my family's grown, it's just, and plus my siblings would not want to buy for all of yes. my kids. So that kind of went by the wayside. Obviously, we buy for our moms and yeah. special aunts, but pretty much few and far between okay. for extended family. I agree. I, I think extended family becomes very hard. It's very costly. It is. We have done like games for the whole family. Like a family oh, group a gift, good idea. or yeah. like a pizza gift card, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one year we went to our neighbors and gave them. This is really fun, very cheap, but um, you could do cookies. But we decided to give them a bowl, a red bowl with chips and salsa in it, and it said "You Nacho Ordinary Neighbor," <laughs> <laughs> and then it said "Chip Chip Hooray." I know that's really dumb, oh, that's but my cute. my neighbors loved it, and that's it's super really cute. those kinds of gifts are just. To say we care about you. Yeah, that's I mean, I think cute. it was even the Aldi brand salsa. Oh, who Which cares? actually I think is good. Yeah, <laughs> so. I love Aldi. Another commercial here. Okay, <laughs> so what do you do with neighbors or teachers or, or people who are influencing in your kids' lives? Do you get them gifts? So sometimes I do maybe a gift card um, or make them cookies. Um, my kids, I didn't think about this till a few years ago, but this bus driver is so kind to my kids. Aw. So... I try to remember her too. That's awesome. The mailman. And you know, I should probably include the Amazon guy now because he's at my house every day. <laughs> Although I don't think it's the same person every no. time. They're all different people. I've heard of people putting pretzels and water out or like granola bars. That's a great idea. You know, a little basket and said, take one if you need one. for yeah. the Because they, they said the same thing. The Amazon drivers comes by every day. They know them. I know. Come in, sit down. We'll talk. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> that's just a really kind thing I to do invite them to thanksgiving dinner there you go sharon yeah, see and then bring your packages that day too because they might even be working <laughs> oh, sadly yeah, that's true um <clears throat> okay what about sin though does it enter the t- the idea of christmas and gift giving i'm sure it doesn't right oh. there's no sin involved mm-hmm. in this <laughs> yeah julie there is sin everywhere when you talk about this especially when we're you know materialistic kind of things and when you talked about your Christmas with three gifts, I think that's awesome because when they're overloaded with gifts, there's like ripping open the next one. They don't even appreciate enjoy, them. Appreciate, you know, so I think that was, like you said, it was a really good Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's because you're not focused on the material things. Right. You know, so I think about these are the same sins we talked about for the registries. I think. Yeah. Greediness, ungratefulness discontent yes like i wanted that you you know what i mean or looking at what other people got it's very easy to get off track and focus on all the gifts and the prep and we forget the real reason for the season right you know which is christ our savior 
So the Jesse tree, I love that. It's a great mm-hmm. way to prepare for Christmas. Yes. Have you done that? I have. It's great. You should Google it. Yes, you can Google it. There's probably hundreds of different yep. ones that you could use and just print it off. It's basically a daily devotion. It goes through all the prophecies about Christ. It starts all the way from Genesis all the way through. And it's just, it's a really cool thing. And I think it's, I don't know, is it 30 days, 25 days, maybe start December 1st. Yeah, there's probably different right. ones, yeah. but there's hundreds of ideas if you Google it. And the other thing I think about is finding ways to serve others. Yes. Help take the focus off of yourself, you know, and what I can get and how you can serve others. And training our kids to serve others, that's really vital for them to mature and grow in their faith. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's good for them. I love the Jesse tree. I mean, I think it is a really, really great thing and very easy to print out your sheet. Yeah. You can make a fancy thing and, you know, go to Hobby Lobby and buy felt and make little things. But you can also just read the the things and not have any extra that goes with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that part of our conversation today, we've talked about, oh, making things for other people like we talked about making cookies Mm -hmm. and then giving them to others I think that's a really great way kids can serve at Christmas they can help with those things and I also think of how my kids have loved to go shopping for their friends yeah that has brought so much joy to them because they're thinking oh my friend would like would like this and that's another way for them to serve because they're using their own money to go purchase things for others yeah. You know, not because they're trying to win friendship, but because they love them. Yeah. I think those are great things. Yeah. Or spending time with an elderly person, Yeah, you know, to go do something together around the holidays. You know, go see the lights somewhere is great. Um, Okay. We were going to talk, Sharon, about organizing, but we, so you might have heard that a couple weeks ago as we talked about on the podcast, but the truth is we just had so much to say about these three topics that we're just going to hold on that one. It's yeah. going to come back later. We're out of time. Yeah. And Sharon, this was just a such a treasure trove of good ideas. I have not used the word trove in, <laughs> in my entire life, but I'm really happy I got to today. Good job. It really is a treasure trove of ideas. Yeah. So many good things. And it's been great to talk with you. I am really thankful for all your thoughts. And I'm really thankful that we got to revisit all these talks, topics, and just think about all these things. I think... That's really what we wanted to do today was for anyone who's listening, just to get you thinking about these things, because I think that's good to start thinking about it in our lives, how we can work these and how we can bring glory and honor to God in them. Yes. All right, Sharon, would you pray for us today? Yes, I would love to. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for Julie and her work on this podcast. I pray, Lord, that um, women listening today would be encouraged that they would um, be excited about serving others in their homes, being hospitable, and just thinking of others. I pray that you would be with those women that may be getting married or having babies. Pray that um, you would have women come alongside them and help and guide them through all these decisions that need to be made. I pray that you would um, continue to bless this podcast And I pray that we would remember the reason for the season. Christ, our Savior, was born. In Mm. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Hey, thanks for listening today. And again, thank you, Sharon, for being on with us. Next week, join us as we are going to take a moment to practice thankfulness on the podcast. It's going to be Thanksgiving when the next week's releases, actually on Thanksgiving. And we should all be pausing and thanking God for the good things that he has given to us. So we're going to stop and listen to four different women who are going to talk about how they practice thankfulness in their everyday. And we're going to talk about some specific ways that they can be thankful to God. It's going to be a great episode, and I think you are going to want to listen when you're mashing all those potatoes or slicing all your apples to make your pies. Um, So join us next Thursday uh, when this episode drops. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God.